Welcome to the Expat Rewind. My name is Stephanie and I will be your host in this experience. What we're doing in this podcast is reaching back into the first year of an expat or geopath's existence into something online, whether it was via a blog, Facebook, Instagram, any sort of social media feed, or even an email that they sent to a group of people that they knew. And we're going to reach back into that post where they told the world about their experience as an expat at Geopat. And then the expat at Geopat will reflect on what they think of, what they wrote, what they've learned since then, and anything else that comes up. So I will start out pulling those blog entries that I have from 2003 and 2004 in Taiwan, where I went to live and work and teach English. And then there'll be posts from other folks. And I will label the podcast as such, so you know if it's the ongoing narrative of my own blog or if it's a guest post from other folks. When I lived in the middle of the U.S., I found Amazon delivery services really, really useful. And so I'm excited to have an affiliate link with them. Here's how it works. You don't pay anything. You also don't get a discount. But when you shop normally with the link in the show notes, I get a slight percentage of what you buy. That's it. You click on it, you order, you pay, and then I will see some money show up in my account. And considering how much technology I need to get for the podcast, I need some funding. Thank you so much, Pia, for joining us on Expat Rewind. That's great for me, too. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh, thank you. All right. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. I'm, uh, my name is Pia Yarvi. Yarvi means lake in English, so mm-hmm. it's like Pia Lake. So Pia Yarvi, and I come from Finland, so that's in our language, the lake. And uh, I came to Shanghai 2016 with my husband and two daughters uh, and my husband he had a contract for two and a half years in Shanghai for a American company that works also in Finland and that's why we came to Shanghai and this summer 2018 we just came back to Finland. The blog entry you're going to read today is from what month and year? Uh, it's from 2000, uh, uh, 2016, and I think it's of October. October 2016. Yes. And you were here two and a half years, so is that about... Half- I wasn't, because uh, my husband, he was there two and a half years, so we came like half a year later. So 2016, summer, in the end of June, we came, the whole okay. family. So yeah. this is just a couple of months after you arrived, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, listeners, you're in for a treat today because Pia is going to read this blog entry first and finish and then in the English translation for us so we can then talk about it. Yeah. Yes. That's great. This is awesome. <laughs> Our first bilingual. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Keskiviikko 26. lokakuuta 2016. Retkeä ja tuliaisia. Viikon aikana on taas sattunut ja tapahtunut kaikenlaista. Mukavia asioita enimmäkseen. Nimittäin viime viikon keskiviikkona sain seurata Ellan hobittiharjoituksia koululla. Tarina esitettiin koulun pihalla eri paikoissa niin, että jokainen sai halutessaan lisätä improvisaatiota omaan näyttelemiseen. Oppilaat ottivat tilanteen haltuunsa ja kaikista näki, että he nauttivat tekemisistään todella paljon. Torstaina pääsin ystäväni Marjotin kyydissä tutustumaan läheiseen Kiinan Venetsiään. Retkipäivä oli kokonaisuudessaan sateinen ja harmaa, mutta välillä sade lakkasi kokonaan. 
Meillä oli mukana sateenvarjot ja sadetakit, joten varustukset olivat asianmukaiset. Tongli on noin tunnin ajomatkan päässä Shanghaista länteen, Suzhoun kaupungin laitamilla. Siellä on vanha kaupunki, mikä on rakennettu tuhat vuotta sitten. Talot olivat matalia, valkoisiksi rapattuja kivitaloja, joiden reunoilla oli kapeat kävelykujat. Ostimme liput gondoliin, minkä kyydissä pääsimme kanavia pitkin ympäri kaupunkia. Sillat olivat välillä sen verran matalalla, että kuljettajan piti kyyristyä kunnolla alaspäin. Yhdessä kanavien risteyksessä oli laiturin kiinnitettynä vene, minkä reunoilla oli merimetson näköisiä lintuja naruilla kytkettyinä. Linnut on koulutettu kalastamaan asukkaille kaloja kanavista. Ohittaessamme paikan linnut olivat hyvin rauhallisen ja unelian näköisiä, taisivat olla ruokalevoilla. Me maistoimme paikallista erikoisuutta possua maustekastikkeessa ja paistettua riisiä sekä kasvismunakasta. Läskiset hiukopalat eivät oikein innostaneet, joten keskityimme muihin ruokiin. Kävimme useissa nähtävyyskohteissa, joista emme kuitenkaan oikein ymmärtäneet mitään. Niissä oli nimittäin Kiinaksi selostus ja seinillä tauluja ja kuvia, joista emme päässeet selville, mitä ne esittivät. Saimme kuitenkin pääsylippuihimme monta reikää. Vanhaan kaupunkiin oli sisäänpääsymaksu ja lippua piti näyttää eri paikoissa. Löysimme tiemme paikan kuuluisimpaan puutarhaan, mikä olikin näkemisen arvoinen. Paikka huokui rauhaa. Ja se oli hyvin kaunis ja siisti. Aika pysähtyi hetkeksi kokonaan. Perjantaina menimme Lotan kanssa opiskelujen jälkeen Ikeaan syömään ja ostoksille. Lohi- ja perunamuusi sekä lihapullat maistuivat kotoisilta, samoin pehmytjäätälle. Löysimme myös pipareita, joita ostimme usean laatikon. Ellan koululla on tulevana lauantaina Food Fair, eli ruokamessut, missä jokainen maa saa myydä omia herkkujaan. Tuotot menevät koulun hyväksi. Olemme Juhan kanssa juuri tuolloin matkoilla, joten en pääse leipomaan korvapuusteja tai muita suomalaisia herkkuja. Toisaalta en varmasti onnistuisikaan leipomaan, sillä meidän asuntomme mikroaalto-uuni-yhdistelmä ei ole otellinen paikka leipomusten suhteen. Kokeilimme kerran lämmittää uunissa pizzaa, mutta keskeytimme kokeilun pikaisesti uunista tulevan savun ja hajun takia. Voilepä grillin en ole edes yrittänyt laittaa muuta kuin lämmitettäviä valmisruokia ja lämpimiä voileipiä. Lauantaina tapasimme Marjutin ja hänen miehensä Pekan kanssa kangasmarkkinoille. Siellä on monta kerrosta pieniä räätäliä, vaatesuunnitteluputiikkia sekä kangasmyymälää. Juhalle ja Pekalle suunniteltiin frakkeja itsenäisyyspäiväjuhlaa varten ja meille naispuolisille juhlijoille iltapukuja. Marjut oli käynyt jo aikaisemmin tilamassa puvun ja sitä piti vielä vähän korjailla ennen valmistumista. Minä menin kangasmyymälään, missä yhdessä myyjän kanssa mietimme, millainen kangas olisi sopiva minun pukuuni. Olin etsinyt netistä valmiiksi muutaman pukuvaihtoehdon. Päädyimme sitten valitsemaan raakasilkkisen kankaan, mitä myyjä arvioi tarvittavan kahdeksan metriä pukuuni. Ostin siis kankaan ja myyjä ohjasi minut yhden räätälin luokse. Hän koki mallin liian monimutkaiseksi ommella, joten siirryimme seuraavan räätälin luoksi. Hän vakuutti minulle, että osaa tehdä samantyyppisen mekon. Siihen oli tyytyminen ja iloisesti hän mittaili minua edestä ja takaa. Jätin lisäksi hänelle malliksi yhden mekoistani, jotta siitä voi tarkistaa mitat. Jännittää mennä sunnuntaina kokeilemaan pukua. Seuraavassa blogikirjoituksessa kerron sitten, mitä tapahtui. 
Kangasmarkkinoiden jälkeen menimme syömään korealaista barbecuta. Ravintolassa oli keskellä pöytää grillilevy, minkä päälle laitettiin raaka ruoka kypsymään. Levy lämpeni aika hitaasti, mutta kuumennuttua oli tosi tehokas. Korealainen ruoka on täällä suosittua ja siinä käytetään laadukkaita raaka-aineita. Sunnutana Juha nousi lähes kukolaulun aikaan ja lähti Pudongin puolelle juoksemaan puoli maratonin. Hän haastoi työkaverinsa juoksuun mukaan kesällä. Nyt oli aika toteuttaa haaste. Molemmat pääsivät hyvin perille, joten ylpeä huoltojoukko odotti tyytyväisenä kotona. Neljältä menimme keskustaan tapaamaan Juhan työkaveria ja komoa, jotka olivat saapuneet aamulla Suomesta. Oli iloinen yllätys, kun saimme kassillisia suomiherkkuja tuliaisina. Ruisleipää raskimme syödä säästellen, onneksi se säilyy pakkasessa hyvin. Kävimme yhdessä syömässä Sintiendillä. Se on erittäin suosittu alue, missä on paljon ravintoloita ja luksuskauppoja. Maanantaina jatkui taas arki ja opiskelu. Kiina on mielestäni todella kiehtova kieli. Lisäksi meillä on aivan mahtava opiskeluporukka ja kannustava opettaja. Aha-elämykset innostavat opinnoissa silloinkin, kun oppiminen tuntuu lähes mahdottomalta. Olemme tällä viikolla opetelleet nimittäin mittasanoja, joita on lukematon määrä. Kirjalle on ihan oma mittasanansa, samoin pitkille tavaroille, pyörille tavaroille, parillisille tavaroille, kuten myös erilaisille vaatteille. Ja tuossa oli vain murtoosa. Lisäksi olemme opettelleet vertailua, missä ensin sanotaan sana, jota verrataan, sitten lisätään vertailusana vi, sitten lisätään sana, johon verrataan, sitten adjektiivi kautta numero kautta lisämäärä. Esimerkiksi hän on lyhyempi kuin minä, sanotaan seuraavalla tavalla. Minä, vertausna vi, hän pitkä. Eikö se olekin helppoa? Kaiken lisäksi on vaarana, että ymmärrä, ymmärtää kaiken ihan väärin. Tänään minun piti ryhmänjohtajana jakaa kaikille arviointilomake, missä saa laittaa oman arvionsa opetuksesta. Onneksi lomake oli englanniksi, joten kaikki osasimme ne täyttää. Tiistaina osallistuin Shanghai suomalaisten järjestämälle kaupunkikävelylle. Menin metrolla kokoontumispaikkaan eli Chinganin temppelin edustalle. Paikalla oli jo muutama suomalaisnainen. Hetken odottelun jälkeen meitä olikin kymmenen. Sisäänpääsyn maksun Maksettuamme siirrymme temppelialueelle. Kyseessä on buddhalainen temppeli, mitä on kunnostettu huolella. Siellä oli menossa jonkinlaiset juhlallisuudet. Paikalla oli hartaudenharjoittajien lisäksi suuri joukko buddhalaisia munkkeja keltaisissa kaavuissaan ja nunnia mustissa kaavuissaan. Munkit pukivat lisäksi päälleen punaiset juhlaviitat. Suitsukkeiden tuoksu ja savu vaikeuttivat vähän hengittämistä. Samoin saimme väistellä kolikoita, mitä ihmiset yrittivät heittää valtavan kokoiseen rukousmyllyyn. Temppelissä oli oppaamme mukaan asunut 1930-luvulla munkki, joka oli hallinnut temppeliä rautaisella otteella, ollen yhtä aikaa paikanjohtaja ja tunnettu gangsteri. Pihan reunoilla eläkeläiset askartelivat jonkinlaisia koristeita ja munkkeja kulki pihalla kännykät kädessä. Temppeliltä siirryimme kadun toiselle puolelle kauniseen puistoon missä olimme käyneet aikaisemmin Marjutin kanssa. Hän on kävelyretkien toinen järjestäjä, joten pääsimme tutustumaan paikkaan kahden oppaan johdattamina. Käytävällä oli vedellä piirrettyjä karaktereja, joiden maalaaja oli vanha mies. Hän maalaili tyynesti kuvioita kivilaattoihin ja ihmiset väistelivät niitä. Ryhmämme huomasi piirteä eläkeläismies, joka tuli innokkaasti juttelemaan meidän kanssamme. Kävi ilmi, että hän oli viettämässä puistossa aikaa, 
muiden eläkeläisten kanssa. Monet tanssahtelivat musiikin tahdissa käytävän keskellä. Uusi tuttavamme tiesi Suomesta paljon asioita ja hän osasi puhua erittäin sujuvaa englantia. Jatkoimme matkaamme puiston perälle, missä pääsimme kolmen juonin maksua vastaan pienen puistoalueen sisällä. Kiertelimme katselemassa kauniita istutuksia ja kalalampeja, jonka keskellä otti aurinkoa pitkäkaulaisena paikan pomo eli pieni kilpikonna. Palaisimme, palasimme takaisin isolle alueelle, kun samalla eteemme tuli mies viulkotelon kanssa. Hän kysyi innokkaasti, mistä olemme kotoisin. Kuultuaan Suomesta hän mainitsi heti Sibeliuksen ja lisäsi siihen myös Mozartin ja Beethovenin. Hän otti viulun kotelosta ja soitti meille lyhyen lirutuksen Mozartia. Meillä oli siis hyvin monipuolinen retki. Ensi kerralla tutustumme todennäköisesti Shanghain vanhaan kaupunginosaan, jossa vielä on jäljellä. Täällä on nimittäin valtava rakennuspuumi ja vanhoja matalia taloja puretaan pilvenpiirtäjien alta pois. Tällä viikolla syksy on jatkanut tuloa. Sadetta on ollut runsaasti ja lämpötilat laskusuunnassa. Ensi viikolla on luvattu jo alle 20 asteen lämpötiloja. Täytyneekin kaivaa syystakit esille. Tähän asti on selvinnyt lyhythihaisella paidalla ja shortseilla tai mekolla sekä sandaaleilla. I forgot how so long that was. <laughs> it was so long. So long. It was so well, long. Let's let's give your let's give your voice a, a rest for a tiny bit. I, there's a couple of questions that came to me that I think yeah. might might do that. Um, so when you were tidying up the English version of this, was there anything meaning-wise that you couldn't get across as well in English as you feel like it came across in Finnish? Yeah, there were these kind of cozy name nicknames. For food or uh, for like in Finnish we say fatty. It's like nickname laski. Oh, okay. So you cannot find that word in English. Right, 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 right. Is that similar to? Oh, I'm trying to think. There's a Japanese word for. Oh, I don't think it's it's fatty so much. Is it? There's like a a meaty, savory flavor that Japanese have that we don't have in English too. I kind of, yeah, yeah. Similar. Ha, huh, okay, okay, so food one. And is there anything else that struck you that didn't come out in the English? Um, but there was kind of, maybe there, maybe there was not so many other things, yeah. I know you were studying Chinese for part of the time that you were here. Had you started that yet when you wrote this post? Yes, I had. So it's been like almost two months. Right, right, wow. Yeah, so it was starting in the beginning of September. Oh, okay, okay. And this was 26th of October. Right, right. Um, and did you blog before you went to China, or was your blog mostly? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I started this blog when we knew that we are going to move to Shanghai. Uh-huh. So after my husband went there, mm-hmm. so that then I started it. Oh, okay, okay. So have you continued the blog since you left China? No. It's okay. just for the China. Why did you want to keep the blog? Was it for friends and family, or did you, or was there another purpose? Or it was like a diary. I was thinking that I'm going to write the diary so I can remember later what we have done. Okay. But I also made it public mm-hmm. so everyone could read it. And I was surprised when I came back to Finland. So many people have visited. It was over thirteen thousand visits. Yeah, my page. That's so wonderful. It's, it's yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and people said that it was so interesting to read your blog to understand something more about China. Yeah. Did you have any like newspapers or magazines or anybody locally kind of contacting you saying, hey, can you form part of that into an article for us? Yeah, they were interviewing me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're pretty much famous now. (laughs) I'm not that famous. All right, all not right. that famous, luckily. Oh. Not that famous. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't want to be famous. You don't want yeah. to be When I was probably a teenager, I thought fame would be fun. And then I watched, you know, celebrities and what they had to go yeah, through yeah. privacy. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind if I strike it rich at some point, but I'd like to be anonymous and rich or like known in name, that, but not face. Same with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for exactly. sure. I mean, that's not happening either, but it's, you know. It's the one I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, we could dive into the English version. Hey, expats and geopats, what do you do with the annoying paper mail that you get to your old addresses in your home country? For a few years, I'd have all of my mail forwarded to one friend, and then I'd feel guilty for bothering them so much. So then I'd have a family member. Um, deal with my mail and so on and so forth. And I did this for about like, what, 12, 13 years. And it got annoying. And let's face it, I miss some mail because people have better things to do than look after my paper correspondence. So I finally broke down and got a service from traveling mailboxes. They will literally receive your mail. You get a US address, you get to pick the city that it's in, and you receive mail. And they'll let you know when mail comes in. They'll open it, scan it for you so you can read it. If you really need to, they'll forward it to you for a fee. You can also get packages delivered as well. And so there's like a variety of different services that you can have where you don't have to keep bugging your friends and family to deal with your paper mail. So if you go to stephfuccio.weebly.com, it's S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. If you go to the bottom, you'll see the blue ad on the right, Traveling Mailbox. Click on that. I am now an affiliate program with them, so if you join their services, we both end up very, very happy campers, and you never have to ask your friends or family to receive your mail again. It's truly a beautiful thing. Wednesday, October 26, 2016. Many happenings and tours. Over the course of the week, so many things have happened and there have been all kinds of nice things, mostly. Last Wednesday, I got a possibility to watch part of Ella's Hobbit exercises at school. The story was presented at the schoolyard in different places so that everyone would have the opportunity to add improvisation to their own acting. The students uh, took the situation and everyone saw that they really enjoyed their work. On Thursday, I and my friend Mariut went to visit the nearby Chinese Venice. The entire day of the trip was rainy and gray, but in the meantime, the rain ceased completely. We had umbrellas and raincoats, so the equipment was appropriate. Tongli is about one hour's drive west of Shanghai on the outskirts of Suzhou city. There is an old town that was built a thousand years ago. The houses were shallow, whitewashed stone houses with narrow walks on the edges. 
We bought tickets to the gondola, which we got through channels around the city. The bridges were at the time low enough that the driver had to squat down. At one junction at the jets, a boat was attached to the quay with edges on which cormorant-looking birds were clutched. Birds are trained to catch fishes from the river. As we passed the spots, the birds were very calm and lazy. They were having a rest. We tasted uh, local specialties, sauce with spice sauce and fried rice and vegetable omelette. Special dish meat with lots of fat did not really inspire, so we focused on other foods. We visited several places of interest, but we did not understand anything. They had Chinese text and pictures on the walls, and we did not find out what they were presenting. However, we got many holes in our tickets. <laughs> the old town had an entrance fee, and the tickets had to be displaced in different places. We found our way to the most famous garden, with, which was uh, worth seeing. The place awaited the peace, and it was very beautiful and tidy. Time stopped for a while. On Friday, I went with my daughter Lotta after studying to Ikea to eat and shop. Salmon and smashed potatoes, as well as meatballs, tasted like homemade, as well as soft ice cream. We also found gingerbread cookies that we bought in several boxes. At Ella School on the upcoming Saturday is food fair where every country can sell their own delicacies like the proceeds go to school. We are traveling with Juha just then so I cannot bake cakes or other finished delicacies. On the other hand, I certainly do not want to bake because our microwave oven or slash oven combination is not a suitable place for baking. <laughs> we once tried to eat pizza in the oven, but we stopped experimenting quickly because of smoke and smell <laughs> the oven. After that, I have not even tried to put other than cooked ready meals and warm sandwiches in the oven. On Saturday, we went Mariut and her husband Pekka in the fabric market. There are many layers of tapestry and clothing design boutiques and clothes stores. Flocks for the Independence Day were planned for Juha and Pekka and evening dresses for women. Mariut had already tried on for a dress and it still had to be prepared before the party. I went to the uh, canning fabric store where together with the seller we were wondering what kind of fabric would fit in my goal. I had searched for a few dress options online. We then decided to choose the raw silk fabric, what the seller estimated uh, that was required eight meters of my costume. So I bought the fabric and the seller directed me to one of the custom sewers. He felt the pattern too complicated to sew, so we moved to the next. He assured me that he could do the same type of dress. So there was contentment and joy joyfully he met me front and back. In addition, I left him one model uh, of my dresses to check the dimensions. It tends to go on Saturday to try out the dress. In the next blog post, I 
tell you what happened. After the closed market, we went to eat Korean barbecue. In the restaurant, there was a, in the middle of a table, a grill plate where raw food was measured. The disc uh, warmed slowly, but when it was hot, it was really effective. Korean food is popular here and uses high quality raw materials. On Sunday, Yuha rose almost at night and went to Pudong to run half marathon. Wow. He challenged his co-worker to run in the summer. Now it was time to challenge. Both were well received, so a proud service team welcomed them home. Four of us went to the center to meet Yuha's friends and boss who had arrived in the morning from Finland. It was a delight to be uh, uh, welcomed when they gave us uh, uh, finished chocolate and rye bread. <laughs> and uh, rye bread are, is eaten by sparing, fortunately, and it remains well in the cold. We went together to eat at Sintiendi and its very popular area with lots of restaurants and luxury stores. On Monday, we continued to study and study again. China is, in my opinion, a truly fascinating language. Besides, we have a great learning group and an encouraging teacher. Good experiences inspired the studies, uh, even when learning seems almost impossible. We have learned lessons in this week, uh, which are countless. The book has its own metric, as well as very different uh, things. And there was only a fraction of that. In addition, we have learned the comparison. When we first say the word that is compared, then the reference word be is added, mm -hmm. then the word to be compared, then the adjective slash number slash add on. For example, he's shorter than I would say in the following way. I, the paragon B, he, long. Isn't it easy? <laughs> Besides, there is a risk that everything will be misunderstood. <laughs> Today, I consider as a group leader to share the uh, evaluation form for everyone, where one could put his own judgment of, on the lesson. Fortunately, the form was in English, so we all knew how to fill them. On Tuesday, I attended a Shanghai visit by the Finns. I went to the metropolis at the meeting place in front of the temple of Jing'an. There were already a few Finns waiting, and after a while, there were 10 of us. After paying the entrance fee, we moved to the temple area. It is a Buddhist temple that has been carefully restored. There was going to be some kind of celebration Beside the worshippers, there was a large number of Buddhist monks in their yellow coats and nuns in their black coats. The maidens were also wearing red wedding dresses. The smell of smoke made it difficult to breathe, as well as the sound of the coins that people tried to throw in, into a huge prayer tower. According to our guide in the temple, a monk uh, resided in the 1930s, who ruled the temple with iron grip, being at the same time the leader of the place and the well-known gangster. At the edge of the yard, the retired people crafted some kind of decorations 
and monks walked in the yard with their mobas in their hands. From the temple, we moved across the street to a beautiful park where we had been with Mariut before. She is the second organizer for these walking tours, so we got to know the place with two guys. There were water carved uh, characters on the corridor painted by, the, by an old man. He painted patterns on stone tiles and people dodged them. Our group saw a cheerful pensioner who was eager to talk to us. It turned out he was spending time with the other pensioners in the park, retired people in the park. Many dances in the middle of the rhythm of music. Our new acquaintance knew a lot about things in Finland and he was able to speak very fluent English. We continued our journey to the backyard of the park where we paid three yuan to get in the, into the small park area. We wandered around looking at beautiful plantings and fish ponds and in the middle of which was sunbathing a long-haired boss or a small turtle. We went back to the big area when we were in front of us. We found a man with, with a violin case. He inquired enthusiastically from where we came from. After hearing about Finland, he immediately mentioned Sibelius, our, our comp uh, national composer, and also added Mozart and Beethoven. He took the violin from the case and played for us a short release of Mozart. So we had a very diverse excursion. Next time we'll probably visit Shanghai's old quarter if it's still there. There is a huge building boom here and all tall houses are being demolished under the skyscrapers. This week autumn has continued to come. Rain has been abundant and temperatures downward. Next week temperatures of less than 20 degrees have been promised. You should be able to dig up the rackets. Until now, I have survived short sleeves, shirt and shorts, or dresses and sandals. The end. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, it was not perfectly. No, 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 no. That was that was fantastic. The first thing I want to ask you is: Are you usually this busy? Because that's a lot of activity happening. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> this this was not the busiest. Uh... <laughs> time yeah but it, of course it, it it's also the period that i was uh, writing about it was like uh two of four uh, two or three weeks mm. oh, okay, so okay, it's okay like not so many things in a day still in one day yeah that's still quite a bit a lot quite a lot yeah. of to be doing in, in a two -week i'm kind of reckless person <laughs> I started to and I like ran out of space. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know if you heard me rip, but I had to go onto a second page. I was like, okay. Oh, great. Got it. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 that's fantastic. I think that okay. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful representation of the kind of the honeymoon period when you first get to a place and like everything. It, it was great because you were describing not just what you were doing but the things yes. that you were seeing and hearing and feeling the people you were talking to. And I think it's a beautiful moment in time. Really. Oh, great. Thank you. 
Yeah. But I also want to ask you, is there anything you remember from that time period, those two weeks or so, that you, that's not in there that you remember happening? Of course, there was uh, many things, personal things, because mm. uh, I wrote this blog like public. Sure. So, sure. of course, I, I, I wrote only specific things. Nothing okay. about uh, problems at the school or uh, loneliness and... Uh, yeah homesickness and like that so yeah yeah my privacy (laughs) of course of course totally understand that because people's like honeymoon period when they first move to a new country varies in length some people get a few days a few weeks a few months some people never get now i think everybody eventually goes to a grounded place right so how long how long do you think your honeymoon period where you thought everything was amazing how long do you think that was for you Two years. Two years. So the whole time. (laughs) Well, that's pretty fantastic. (laughs) It it was kind of, it it was kind of different honeymoon period, but Mm -hmm. in the beginning, everything was kind of new Mm -hmm. and fascinating. Mm -hmm. But after that, when I got deeper in the culture and the ideas of of China and Chinese people mm-hmm. uh, and their attitude on other people. And usually when all the people I met, they were very friendly mm-hmm. and they're very nice people. So, so that's why it, it kind of deepened, but I was all the time in love with China. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is, is there a chance that you guys might come back? Not if, uh, if, uh, no, no, not, not that this time. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, my husband should uh, change the work, working place and mm-hmm. company if we'd like to come back. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But you never know. Never right. Know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So is there anything from rereading this either when you first selected it uh, yeah, we're talking about this. Or now, is there anything that jumps out to you that kind of surprises you that you don't remember writing about? I kind of remember everything quite well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing special that I didn't remember. Okay, those were kind of, you know, meaning. Uh, those were kind of big things at that time. So mm-hmm. that's why I remember them quite well. Hmm. You mentioned at one point time stopped for a while during one of the activities. I think it was when you were in the park, but I don't remember exactly. Um, yeah, it was at the Tongli, Tongli mm-hmm. town, yes. Yeah. And it, yeah. Oh, so do you, did you have many moments like that when you were in China? Uh, usually when we went to a park. Mm-hmm. So there, it was very silent and very uh, peaceful. So maybe in the parks, yes. And at home at 12 o'clock when everyone were sleeping. <laughs> I tell you, I Close. agree with you more. I live on a major street in Shanghai. And yeah. because it's kind of a, an early city, yeah. at like 10 or 11 at night, I can look outside and it's really quiet. And then at 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I can look outside and it's really quiet and I can kind of pretend that it's not hectic. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So you, can, you can still 
<laughs> Waken, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's not That's the whole great. day, it's not the whole time. If I just woke up early. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And of course, because we were living very high in our mm-hmm. in our house. Yeah. 28th floor. Oh, so it wow. was kind of 100 meters from the ground. Right. So it was so high, so it took it was kind of isolated. Right. So we had a balcony when I was sitting there. So I, I saw the airport at Honkia and I was like breathing the air. Right. <laughs> like it was our own own planet, our own world there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We went from a second story in the French concession in what felt like a tent. We could feel here and yeah. experience everything. Second story to 13th floor. And it's just, night and day yeah 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 Yeah, it is i really prefer living on a lower floor except here (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) because the 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 peacefulness is pretty nice i have yeah yeah yes it is are you still continuing with uh studying chinese yes next week uh we are going to start with the Chinese lessons. We found one lady here in our city that she is very happy to help us with the language. So nice. How? Yeah. I know you were doing intensive classes here, weren't you? Was it like five days a week? Uh, yes. Yes. <sighs> brave, brave woman. <laughs> um, but I can tell you, uh, my brain didn't accept everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. I, I found uh, stuff. I'm in the middle of studying for HSK three, and I found stuff in the HSK one book last night that I had missed. Yeah. The the four times I've been over it, and I just kind of went, yeah. it's it's super clear right now, and yet the first, second, third, yeah. fourth time I just completely missed it. Like pretty big time dependent stuff, and I just completely yeah. missed it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even the current thing I'm studying for. That was just review. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a mountain. Oh, yeah. It is, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you end up taking any of the HSKs while you're here, or will you take any in the future? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I could have done HSK uh, 4. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, but I didn't want to, uh, like, stress stress with this. I was so busy. Yeah. So I, I didn't have time to concentrate on making some tests so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if we compare this kind of entry with all of these things over like a two weekish period to the rest of the blog the other two years is is it yeah. similar to the other entries it's kind of similar yes yes yeah are there any differences there are differences because we were living in uh, during summertime we were living in Finland so Uh, it was kind of yeah telling more about Finnish life and what we had here in Finland but kind of saying telling about our our life everyday life so you were in Shanghai for about a year six seven eight months and then you went back to Finland for the summer yeah, kind of uh, nine months. Nine months, then, okay. Yeah, or ten. So we were here in, in first summer, I think we were here in Finland two months. And last summer, or two, year, one year ago, summer, mm-hmm. 
So we were one month or five weeks here. After that summer between living in China, after that summer in Finland, did you bring anything specific back to China that you didn't have that first nine or ten months? Uh, Just the food. Oh, okay. For example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rye bread. Yes. (laughs) Cheese, rye bread, and... uh, yeah. Some licorice uh, candies and Finnish chocolate and mm-hmm. Finnish coffee. Coffee in Finland is uh, definitely the own taste. So oh. we drank, at the time we drank Finnish coffee right. in Shanghai. What yeah, is, at home, yeah. Yeah, what is Finnish coffee like? Because I know China's very espresso based, so it's very dark coffee. What's the. Yeah, it's kind of a, a middle roasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. It's not that. Yeah, I I like the taste. So. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to laugh when you were talking about not wanting to bake and the the pizza fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. My my only saving grace is that they don't generally have fire detectors in the apartments, so that's the only good thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've I've we have. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. We had, yes. I just oh, yeah. No. Noisy after that, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Our air purifiers go crazy when I tr- I cook because it always ends up burning. But it, yeah, it, yeah. we're okay so far. And we don't have an oven. We just have a toaster oven right now. So there's only so much yeah. to do. But what's, what's the worst cooking fiasco that happened? It was this trying to bake mm-hmm. <laughs> in this oven, like microwave oven. That was the worst. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Did it end up being edible at all? No. Oh. <laughs> Just nothing, nothing to eat after that, yes. Oh, man. There, I have a woman on my WeChat who does American desserts, which are very, very oven-focused. And I often wonder when I see her posts, I don't order because I don't, I feel like there's enough yeah. space around me in Shanghai, but for some reason I'm still following her anyway. But so I, I yeah. stare at the dessert, yeah. and I wonder how she cooks these here. <laughs> but in some uh, some apartments they have the real oven. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It, I know my my friends. There were two families who had the real oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the combination of the right oven, the right ingredients, the right kind of chocolates, because I'm assuming it would have chocolate if it's dessert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. all of those yeah. things at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so true. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. Right, right, right. We have a few different ways that you can feedback. So if you go to stephfuccio.weebly.com forward slash contact, let me do that a little slower, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com forward slash contact. You'll see all kinds of ways you can contact me and let me know what you think of this podcast. I have email, WeChat if you're in China or uh, have used WeChat before and are still signed up, Twitter, LinkedIn, and my new favorite thing is SpeakPipe. Over on the right-hand side of that page, you'll be able to leave a sound recording, basically a voice message. You just hit the start recording button that's in bright orange, and uh, once you preview it and, and decide that you want to send that,
that message, you press send, and I receive an email with the voice message. I can also respond in a voice message there as well. It's a really, really cool feature. I can't believe they have this available for free, but until they get smarter about that, I'm going to take advantage of it because it is such a cool feature. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of your input. The places that you mentioned in this post, did you go back to any of them? Yeah, to the Jingan Temple, because we had some visitors from Finland, mm-hmm. like uh, three or four times. So we, we wanted them to see the main attractions. Mm-hmm. But the Tongli water town, so we didn't go there. Sure, more. sure, sure. And the fabric yeah. market or? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we went there too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because our friends wanted to buy the scarves and... Uh, some liners and like that so but when you first decided to come here with your family what was going through your your heads were you what were you thinking <laughs> well well uh we have we decided to, uh, to uh, come to china after my husband got this uh expat uh mm-hmm. contract Mm-hmm. Because we we had been living in in North Carolina for one year, mm-hmm. two thousand two thousand one, mm-hmm. and after that I kind of uh, recognized that it's it's possible to survive <laughs> in other countries <laughs> than in Finland. <laughs> okay. To be clear, you're saying that North Carolina broke got you ready for China. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's so true. That's, yeah. <laughs> So true, so funny, but it, that's really true. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We visited my sister and her family mm-hmm. in Taiwan, nineteen ninety one, and then we, of course, got you used to Chinese culture and Chinese people and uh, like this. So we knew something about the Chinese mm-hmm. uh, people and Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. So it was not that unfamiliar to us. Mm-hmm. And then we had read about Shanghai many things, many times. And my husband, he had business trips to Shanghai many times um, before we moved there. Right. So that's why we, we, we had a kind of opinion already when we decided to move to Shanghai. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was yeah. going to say, because when you were talking about the gentleman in the park that was talking to you, you seemed... Yeah very open to whatever he was talking to you about. And some people, some people can be put off by the bluntness that can exist in China sometimes. And it didn't seem like that phased you at all. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also feel like uh, regarding your first question is like when people talk about China, Hmm. so they really cannot, they, they have, they have not been able to focus on what kind of country is the China because mm-hmm. you can also say about things in Europe, but you are not saying things about Europe. You are saying about Finland or Italy or Germany or France, mm-hmm. but the China is bigger than Europe. Mm-hmm. So it makes me sometimes quite angry because people say like in China, they do like this, mm-hmm. or in China happened this. Yeah. Because I feel that Shanghai is so small part of China, yes. though there are so many people living. 
-hmm. and it's so different like from Beijing or from Xi'an or other places I visited so it's it's I think it's not fair for the Chinese people that we always talk about China like one country yeah I could not agree yeah yeah it's so I think we should talk about the areas or the cities or like more specific yeah and I feel like a lot of the stuff that ends up in the media are the things that people do badly (laughs) you know not not the things that go well or the innovations or the creativity that does exist I feel like it's all of well this person like threw themselves in front of a car today okay you know what there's stupid people in every country of course but in every (laughs) country everywhere that's not unique (laughs) here or anywhere that's that exists everywhere so yeah I feel like they they kind of like focus on the negative when they could be seeing so much so many other things that do exist here yeah yeah and like in compared Shanghai to our city here mm. in, in Koko because this is small city here are only like 50,000 people but I was more scared walking in the evening here mm. than in Shanghai right. and people they cannot uh, believe that yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's the really funny thing <laughs> yeah it's but of a- course you cannot you cannot know about these things before you have uh, visited uh, China or Shanghai. Or, or, Even though you had traveled to uh, Chinese places before moving to Shanghai, was there anything that surprised you the first few months? Yes, that everything was in order. <laughs> like <laughs> the metro was were perfect. Mm-hmm. Taxis were driving to the place you wanted, <laughs> and uh, like you could shop, you could eat, you could do whatever. You could put your rubbish to the corridor, and it was vanished away. <laughs> like everything was like working. Wow! And though it was like a Shanghai, so huge city, mm-hmm. and. It, it was like everything was working there so of course uh surprising was for me like in finland the bureaucracy is very clear mm-hmm. and it the, the rules are clear mm-hmm. but like like in shanghai if something was not working so they had many kind of uh, ways to resolve the mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. solve the problem and for us, it was first, it, it looked like it's they are not doing anything or it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. But then I understood that there are so many people that they have to, they have to put away all the kind of possibilities for risks. Sure. Uh, and, and that's why the way to the goal was kind of uh, longer. Yeah. But it still worked. Yeah. So it was like it, the result was uh, satisfying. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's impressive to watch China grow while being in it. Yeah. It the height like they just started a high speed train to from Shanghai to Hong Kong. So yeah, I I read about that. Yeah, yes. eight yeah. hours, which is just phenomenal. I wish it was six, but I'm glad it's eight. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, eight is great. Yeah, yeah eight is fantastic. So, and, um, yeah, okay. yeah, but just, I mean, just watching the high-speed network grow, watching the Metro even just grow, yeah. and watching the different policies. Now there's a lot more people, like staff members in the Metros. I don't know if this oh, is happening okay. before you left, but they're they're trying to get people used to getting off the train, like having them get off the metros before people s- storm onto the metros. Cause oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still one, yeah, about, it's still yeah. one behavior that's not the best for, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So they're 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 having people do that, and there's just there's just um, there's a lot of change. Um, happening all the time and it's just I, I yes. also come from a country that's very very bureaucratic and slow moving and making decisions yeah. and it's just it's impressive to watch decisions being made yeah, yeah. and things happening <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's so true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we go back to Carolina because I'm very curious um, yeah what yes. uh, what 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 was the thing in Carolina, then North Carolina, that that had you think, okay, I, I've overcome this, so I can live anywhere. Well, in North Carolina, I I was like our older daughter; she was only three years old, mm-hmm. and we had uh, only uh, well, we had a uh, one car, so I had to take my husband to the work mm-hmm. and then come back. And then we could use the car, mm-hmm. and it was amazing because in Finland we didn't have that big uh, roads and lots of uh, vehicles. So, mm-hmm. so I got used to drive a car there and uh, uh, be able to go shopping. And mm-hmm. I was singing in one choir there, and like we we had a good living there too, mm-hmm. good life. So. And everything, although it's a Western country like mm-hmm. Finland, so it was very different from Finland. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. after that, that so I I found out that it's possible to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and be yeah. happy and be happy and be happy about about the life. Very true. Very true. Abroad. Yeah. Abroad. Do you think it's easier to move to a country that's similar to your home country or to one that's really different? Well, I think that if there are some people who can help you and, mm-hmm. and support you in the new country, mm-hmm. so it's uh, easier kind of mm-hmm. uh, for you to go to a totally different mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Because then people are not expecting that you understand and you know. If you go to the kind of similar culture and mm-hmm. country, so people expect that you know everything and you are used to things and you are not. That's so, so true. Yeah, they do put more things in place. In the places yeah. like in Northeast Asia, they assume you don't know the language when you come in and they do have more people that like meet you, show you around and like help you out, get set up. That's really true. Yeah, yeah, and like in North Carolina, it was for me. Although I'm social, mm-hmm. so it a social person, and I like to be with people. So for mm-hmm. me, it was kind of stressing that the kind of uh, culture between uh, 
politeness and uh, and friendship. So it was very hard for me. Like in Finland, you never give thank you cards or you just say thank you and it's enough. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in States, it was kind of very, very strict uh, orders kind of uh, that you are in the circles, social circles, mm-hmm. how to act and how to react on other people's uh, uh, gifts or invitations or like that. So in China, if you make a mistake, so it's just because you're uh, white warren. Right, <laughs> so. right, right. <laughs> I like to say I'm playing the, the expat card on this one because I just truly don't know what I just did wrong. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's so true, yeah, so that's why, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, wow, wow. So what would you say are the things that you miss the most about Shanghai? Shanghai, I miss my friends, I miss Chinese Chinese language, Mm -hmm. I miss Chinese culture, I miss the uh, uh, people who are looking forward in the future and they are doing mm-hmm. things for that they are not complaining they are just going forward so that's something i really miss because in finland people can be really pessimistic and you know saying bad things about others and about the culture and politics and everything so people are not i i feel i was more happier mm-hmm. <laughs> in Trump in Shanghai than here. I think that's the reason. Maybe the atmosphere. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I resonate with that so much. I agree with you so much on that. I think that's the reason I kept coming back to Asia is that I kept hitting countries that were so booming and, and, and looking forward and people were excited about what's to come, what's to come, and I'd go back to the U.S., and people yeah. be angry about what they lost. And I'm like, I know different yeah. cultures are in different states, but it was really hard to be in the the downward spiral <laughs> once you've seen yeah. yeah. I understand that's true. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It is sad. It, it is. is yeah. It is sad because part of it, although it, I'm not going to speak for Finland, I'll speak for the US, part of it's true. We are, you know, going through the cycle that yeah. a country goes through but part of the pain of that is in the perspective not just in the actions or what's happening it's it's how you view it and what you expect and yes yes definitely more pain yes. yeah yeah definitely yes huh yikes 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 let's talk about music <laughs> okay <laughs> it's interesting because you only touched on music I think. Let me look at my long list of notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you only touched on music just lightly in one spot. Is that right? Oh, wait. Can we go back to the very, very beginning? The Ellen Hobbity yeah. thing. I tried to look it up in, on Google while you were talking, but I got too engrossed yeah. in what you were saying. What is that? Hobbit is the... Uh, a lot of the rings, kind of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hobbits, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. Um, Is it Lord of the Rings or some other fantasy? Track of so a track of the, the Hobbit exercises at school. Is that a musical reference, or are they just 
Or yeah, it... yeah. Oh, okay. It was kind of drama, drama musical thing. Yeah. Oh, exercises really? during the school day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did and they were just inviting, inviting parents to uh, to share the exercises by looking those. Oh, very cool. I know you were involved with the choir when you were here. Can you please remind me of what that? Yeah, I was uh, like volunteering. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a substitute teacher mm-hmm. at CIS as music teacher and drama teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching like uh, students from three years old to 18 years old. Wow, mm-hmm. three years old. Meanwhile, because they were just calling me and can you come next week or can you come tomorrow? I see, I see. But that, that was time by time at time. Uh, but um, then I was um, at the Finnish uh, language school. I was the uh, head teacher. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of uh, seven times for uh, autumn, seven times for springtime, mm-hmm. Saturday uh, afternoons. Mm-hmm. And then I was uh, conducting one uh, strings orchestra mm-hmm. at SCS. And then last uh, spring, mm-hmm. so they were asking me to conduct a choir mm-hmm. in a Chinese uh, elementary school. Uh, for English uh, songs, mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of it was two months. I was uh, practicing with them. Uh, then we had two big, kind of huge <laughs> concerts with the choir. Right, right. Wow. Were while you were here, was there any local music, and I don't just mean traditional, but any local music that you started to listen to that you hadn't heard before? Well, uh, during our studies at the university, the Chinese studies, uh, mm-hmm. so we could join these kind of music clubs. Mm-hmm. So I joined uh, the Guten. Mm-hmm. Guten is the, you know, like, what is it in English? I don't know. Do you know what is Gurchen? Uh no. Can you spell it? I'll look it up. G U G U Z H E E N. Gurchen. Oh, it's a type of music. What is this? <laughs> oh wow! Is that a harp? Kind of. Yes. Kind of. It is. Oh, it's a zit zitter. I've never known how to pronounce this. Z i t h e r. Apparently, Chinese zitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing that one uh, uh, spring, mm-hmm. and uh, I played this hulus. Hulus is the Chinese flute from Yunnan province. Oh wow! So I was uh, we we had a hulus club at the university too. So right. I played that too. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I. I feel very lazy listening to all of the things that you've done <laughs> in your two and a half years here. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You no, 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 no. Don't do that. No, it's wonderful. It's, it's just me, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't want to sit that. I don't want to sit alone in my ho- home and clean the rooms. I want to go... <laughs> With oh, other people. No, but that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, you learned how to play those two instruments on top of everything else that you were doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Do you have do you have a, a zither? I still don't know how to say it. Do you have one of those instruments? No, my sister has uh, one, so I oh. can play it. But uh, I don't know how to play it so well. Mm. But this flute I have, and that I play here. Yeah, also. that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You don't have it nearby, do you? <laughs> no, sorry, I'm still at school, so oh. I have it at home. <laughs> yeah. I have been known to ask crazy things during the interviews. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So you're, did you say that your sister lived in Taiwan in 1991 or that she moved there in 1991? Uh, no, she was living there. The, uh, my sister and her family, they were uh, as missionaries mm-hmm. for three years. I lived in Tainan in 2003, 2004. Were they in Taipei yes. or, or a smaller city? They were in uh, Wantan. It was near Kaohsiung. Oh, okay. Kaohsiung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the south. Yeah. South, more, more yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. My goodness. Okay. Well, looking back at all of the, the things you did in that entry. <laughs> yeah. <are> there, <laughs> other, than, other than needing a rest. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> any final thoughts on either the entry? or on your time in China? I'm so great, grateful for that time. I'm so grateful for that time, mm-hmm. for that period. I got so many good friends, as, as you are. And, and, uh, and uh, I, my point of view changed a lot. So it was not, Europe is not the, the, <laughs> center of the world and not this America either yeah. so so it's just really interesting to mm-hmm. like change our own opinions about the world and life and Chinese people and mm-hmm. culture and did you find that when you went back to Finland after the shift that it was kind of hard to talk to people because they were still you know thinking that Europe is very very important yeah, yeah. yeah i can say so if i'm if i'm <laughs> speaking the truth so mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying sometimes that mm-hmm. people are thinking about chinese people and china mm-hmm. very very bad things and not like negative true, true, true. yeah i find myself telling people and sending people different publications or different Twitter accounts or different YouTube accounts of people who are showing mm-hmm. more positive or at least different sides of China than what they think they know about it. So, cause I'm like, I can't get into the conversation because I'll end up being frustrated, but I feel like yeah, I have yeah. links to people who, who can yeah. show them different sides. <laughs> that feels good. Yeah. 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 That's so, that's so important. Yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah. very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. That was wonderful. You've oh, you're so, it was so nice to speak with you again. Yeah. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. It's so, it's so if wonderful. If you ever come to Finland, so visit us, please. Oh, heck yeah. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. My, yeah. No, it's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> 
again, I welcome and encourage guests on this podcast. So please do contact me if you have a first year experience that you'd like to reflect on in your current day state. You don't have to currently still be living in the same place. There does need to be some time distance between when you experienced that country and that first year experience and where you are now. It doesn't need to be as long as my, my 13 or 14 years is from this experience, but there does need to be sometime after the first year ended. Contact me for more details. I would love to hash that out with you and have you be a guest on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Expat Rewind. More coming your way soon.